Okay, so I am attacking this new year from a phrase that radically impacted me during my quiet time this morning, and I'm so excited to unpack it with you guys. But one of the things that I dig into is really our thought life in this episode. So if you are someone who in current circumstances are really causing your thought life and your feelings and your actions to suffer, I offer a couple one-on-one calls every single week for women who really just want to dig deeper with me on a personal level of their current circumstances. Maybe you have questions, maybe you're wrestling with something, or honestly, maybe you just listen to this episode and you're like, yeah, my thought life needs work and I need to learn how to take every thought captive. Um, How do you do that, Courtney? We can dive into that in a personal one-on-one call. So there is a link down at the bottom. Go ahead and schedule that and let's get on the book so that we can dive into that. It would be my honor and joy to just serve you in that capacity. But for now, let's dig into what God has for us this morning. Hey friends, welcome to the Waiting Well podcast. I am your host, Courtney Dunker, and you are here because your journey to motherhood has not looked the way that you always imagined. It has held heartbreak, loneliness, and questions like, why me, God? I'm here to remind you that you do not have to walk this road alone. And here we can wait well together. Each week, I will share faith-based encouragement from my own infertility journey, provide information from guest experts on navigating infertility and conceiving, powerful testimonies, and top tips on stewarding your health and emotional well-being through this demanding journey. So if you are ready to take back control of your life, find peace with God, join the in-between spaces, and thrive in your waiting season, then meet me at the well, girl. Grab that warm chocolate chip cookie, a little bit of unicorn juice or iced coffee. We've got some intentional growth to do. Let's get it. It is 6 a.m. here in Hawaii. I was sitting here doing my quiet time because obviously it's January 1st and the first day of the year, you need to be doing all of the things that you want to be doing during the rest of the year. So here I am sitting down, opening up my quiet time. I got zero sleep last night. Highland is definitely teething. I think her back molars are popping through. It could be also a cold. I'm not even 100% sure at this point, but I am running on zero sleep. Got my unicorn juice in my little shaker cup here and sat down to do my quiet time. And this one phrase rocked me this morning. And I think it's perfect as we step out of 2022 and step into 2023 to really reflect on this one phrase and apply it to our life. So it simply says, we become what we behold. If we behold the glory of God, we actually transform into his image. So if we want to become like Jesus, are we beholding Jesus? And that simple phrase of we become what we behold, whatever we behold, whatever is most precious, it's it's kind of like the scripture that says, where treasure is your heart will I. But that verse immediately came to mind because it truly is whatever we are valuing, whatever we are placing as highest importance, whatever is consuming us will be the very thing that we become. You know, looking back in 2022, Asking myself the question, what did I behold? Looking at my days, if I were to play a montage, you see that on Instagram, right? People grab their highlight reel throughout the whole year. They're 
highest of highs each month and they reflect in a reel or in a bunch of rotating images on the year that they just had to celebrate the good. Hardly ever do you see people post a reel of their low moments and their bad moments. And I think that is why women in our shoes who have gone through infertility or are going through infertility or are trying to conceive and are ending the year with no baby in their arms, I felt like I had no hope of a baby in my arms in the future. That is so difficult to see where it feels like everyone is always in their winning season and you're the only one, quote unquote, in your losing season. This was one of the most difficult seasons navigating my conceiving journey was the end of a, an old year and the start of a new year because I wanted to have hope. I wanted to believe. But at the end of the day, what it really came down to was understanding I was ending the year without the thing that I started the year praying for. And I was starting another year wondering, is it going to be exactly like this last year? Or is this the year that everything changes and God finally hears my prayers? So as I was digging into this, obviously I was reflecting on this past year and one of the things that I think robs us through infertility and trying to conceive is not beholding Christ as the most important. In culture, we see that motherhood is celebrated. We feel like it is a club that we don't belong to when we're trying to conceive. And especially if we are trying to conceive for any number of years, it can be a very isolating season of life for women who are not in that season quite yet, but they're the same age or they're your peers. When my friends became moms and started having more than one child and we would get together, I honestly felt like a little island on my own. I could not relate to what they were talking about because it's so difficult to connect and relate to something that I wasn't experiencing. Not just that, I wasn't, I was praying for it and not getting the answer. And for many of us, I'm a little bit the unique factor where I was sharing my journey on social media, but many of us are suffering in silence. Our family and friends don't know that we are actively trying to conceive. So when we're in those positions of discussing and connecting with other women, who are our peers that are our age, but they're essentially connecting over everything that is motherhood. And that is not a title that we hold. It can be so painful and difficult and honestly cause us to be a little bit of a hermit because it just hurts too much to connect with people that we can't connect with, especially in that area when we are praying for something, but nobody knows. So we're suffering in silence, right? And so anyway, as we step into 2023 and we maybe close the chapter on a year that we thought God was going to answer our prayers and we head into a new year, we're not sure what he's going to do. And we have to hold our hands and our palms open and be like, okay, Lord, what do you have for this year? But we don't want to open our hands. We're white knuckling our plans and our dreams and our future, the baby, right? Becoming a mom, right? And we're sitting there and we're just like white knuckling it. And God's like, let it go, let it go, give it to me. And there's so much in us that says, I tried last year (laughs) to give it to you and you didn't respond the way I wanted to. And when people don't respond the way we anticipate or the way we expect or the way we even hope, in many ways, if we're not careful, it can erode trust. We've talked about this before. It can erode trust in our relationship with God when he is not moving in the way that we expect, pray, and hope for. 
But as we step into this new year and the days unfold and we have 12 months of tracking our cycle, wondering if this is the month that we will have that prayer come true, but then maybe another month will pass, another month will pass and time will go on. Time continues to move forward, even though the hardest battle we've ever been through. What are we going to behold the most? What will we become? Are you going to behold your bitterness the most and allow that to make you bitter? Are you going to behold your hopelessness the most and allow that to become hopeless? Are you going to behold this idea that your value is attached to whether or not you become a mom? And so you become someone who lacks value, who doesn't see their value or their worth because you don't fit in to this title or this club that you feel you should belong to. Are you going to behold treasures on this earth that will never fully satisfy. I am a mom now, but I will tell you that even though it's one of the most rewarding journeys I have ever been on, it's not all satisfying. It is not all satisfying. The only true satisfaction is going to come in Christ alone. And for us as women navigating the ups and downs emotionally of trying to conceive, we have to learn to bedrock, to anchor down our boat in the middle of the waves that are just crashing over our deck, right? I just have this image of a boat. And if we don't learn to anchor down deep into the bedrock of God and our relationship with him, then we are going to be tossed to and fro. There's a scripture that talks about that, like how if you are not growing and maturing in your faith, you will be tossed here and there. And it uses the words to and fro. That's why I thought of it. But so accurate when you are not rooted in truth, all kinds of lies and all kinds of thoughts and attacks from the enemy are going to toss your ship, your little mind, your heart here and there and everywhere. You will end up wherever the enemy wants to take you. But if we take our boat, which is our mind and our heart and our thoughts and our feelings, we are stewards of those. We're not slaves to them. And we anchor down into the bedrock of truth, which is God's word. Then we are going to see our ship, our boat, our emotions, our thoughts, our feelings, our head and our heart stabilized during the most tumultuous experience that we have been on. So even though you might have a lot of highs and lows emotionally, you can still navigate it from stability. So when you feel something really strong, you can navigate that feeling with wisdom because you're navigating it according to what you're anchored into, which is the word of God. I remember our pastor shared one time in a message on thoughts. He said, not everything that you think is truth. And I thought, wow, how powerful is that? Because that's really all about what we behold, we become. What we are choosing to think is what we're going to turn into. If we are choosing to meditate on all of the ways that God is not providing, all of the ways that God is not hearing us, and we start making God into someone he is not, we are going to become someone who doesn't know God. We are going to become someone who is 
distant from God. So when I talk to women who are not in an emotionally healthy or even in a spiritually healthy position with God, it's because we have chosen to let every feeling that we feel from an experience like infertility dictate what we think. And because it's feeling is dictating our thoughts, it's now dictating our actions, which means we are backtracking in our relationship with the Lord, which is the exact opposite of what we emotionally need to be emotionally healthy. We have to have the word of God in our life, meditating in our hearts and our minds on a daily basis. When we make ingesting God's word a daily discipline, we are transformed day by day, bit by bit to the renewing of our mind and our heart. Scripture is so clear to take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. So in essentially the response to the question, what are we beholding? As we look ahead to 2023 and we step into this new year, understand that what you behold most is what you're going to become. So if you don't want to become someone who is bitter, if you don't want to become someone who is jealous or striving in your own strength to become a mom and constantly frustrated through it, then we have to start beholding the things of Christ that are going to make us emotionally, spiritually healthy and anchored into the truth so that when the waves come and when we're trying to be rocked left and right and up and down by the enemy and the attacks of him, we can stay stable. We can have peace of mind and peace of heart but it starts with our thoughts. So going back to that, currently it could feel like your feelings are leading into thoughts, which are leading into actions. We have to reverse that process. We have to start with our thoughts, attack our thoughts, which are going to dictate our feelings. And then we're going to create our actions out of that. So through your infertility journey, the key to beholding hope, to becoming someone who is like, like people ask me a lot of times, how can you be so joyful and hopeful through these circumstances? And honestly, I truly believe it was because I beheld Christ to be my greatest joy. And when we can say that confidently and not think to ourselves subconsciously, well, honestly, if I became a mom, that would be my greatest joy because it shouldn't be right. Nothing in this earth can satisfy us. Nothing in this world can give us the belonging and this identity that we are craving. So because of that, we need to root it in our true worth and our true identity, which is Christ. Again, going back to that. So we start with our thoughts. The Lord knew that our minds would be the breeding grounds for the the direction that our feelings and our actions would go. So he tells us, he warns us, take every thought captive and test it. So this year, as we head into it, if you are someone who wants to behold Christ as your greatest treasure, who is not attached to their worth to becoming a mom, then we have to learn to take every thought captive and test it. That's step number one to transformation and beholding Christ to truly love the Lord and believe in his goodness and know his character and his attributes through the ups and downs to bedrocking our boat anchored deep into the truth. Test your thoughts. When I have a thought and I see a friend post their pregnancy announcement and I just got my period that day, I need to take those thoughts and test them. Are these thoughts true or are these thoughts allowing my emotions to enslave me to them? Do my emotions have more power over me than I do over my emotions? Because that's why Christ came. He came to set me free from the slavery to my emotions and to my feelings at any and all costs, right? So I need to take that thought of being jealous of someone else, of 
thinking they don't deserve it, of comparison or of hopelessness, or this is never going to happen to me. I need to take that thought captive and I need to test it to the word of God. Is this making me more like Christ? Is this allowing me these thoughts going to lead to feelings and actions that will say, I behold Christ at my greatest treasure. If it's a no, then that thought is a no for me. And I need to shut it down immediately. I need to spend time in prayer and say, Lord, this is not based in truth. Help me change my thought here. And then I need to honestly go to scripture and fill my mind and my thoughts with the truth. So that would be step two is to replace your thoughts with the truth. If those thoughts are not truth, go to the truth, go to God's word, crack open your Bible, get into a devotional and start meditating on the truth. Because when I am in a season that is just difficult, I do find that when I'm spending time in God's word, the little bits and pieces of scripture that I read throughout the day or earlier that morning are coming across my heart and in my mind the rest of the day. So I can gravitate onto those tiny pieces of grace because grace is what is going to teach us to say no to the ungodliness, the worldly passions, the thought that are not self-controlled, that do not lead to upright godly lives. That's in Titus 2. That's powerful. Grace is what it is. But we're not going to experience that grace by being off on our own and not digging into God's word. So step one is take that thought captive. Step two is to replace that thought with the truth. And that's getting in God's word. And step three is because your thoughts are changing, now your feelings change. Because when I read God's word, I am not unchanged. I'm fully changed. I see something and I'm like, wow, that is the truth. Amen, amen. And all of a sudden, I'm making tiny pivots away from that original thought I had, which led to feelings that were not true or not rooted in truth. And they were leading me down a path I didn't want to go. They were leading me down a path of despair is the best word to capture it. I want to make tiny pivots and go to a path of hope and life because God came, Jesus came to give us abundant life, right? So I want to make pivots in my thought life and my feelings. So it starts with that thought, then it's my feelings that are going to change because they're rooted in truth. And because my feelings are starting to change, now my actions are going to change. I can go to that baby shower and celebrate her because I know that my worth is not tied to my identity if I'm a mom or not. And I know I could go to that baby shower because I know that her journey is what God has for her and my my journey is what God has for me and I don't need to compare them because he has goodness and love and blessings for both of us and her having her baby doesn't mean that he loves me any less or he's any less good to me it just means that this is her time my actions can change because my feelings changed because I took the time to get intentional with my thought life and to apply scripture to my thought life that takes extreme self-awareness and extreme self-discipline but the whole point is for us to exist on this earth to display the attributes of God that brings him glory. And an attribute of God is self-control. It's he. So if we are not going to the origin, the root of the issue, which is our thought, then we will not change the actions. So if you are wondering how to change what you behold, and you're currently beholding this pain and this misery that is caused from trying to conceive, and you're becoming someone who is constantly in despair and pain and suffering, and you don't feel any light, any hope, any joy. It's because of what you're beholding. So as we step into the new year, as we live out the next 365 days, come what may, whatever God has allowed into our life over the next year, what are we choosing 
seen to behold. What we behold, you will become. If you choose to behold your treasure in Christ, you will become a woman who has peace, a woman who has joy, a woman who is fully satisfied with or without what she is praying for. As I look into the new year, that's who I want to become in every sense of the word. So that's what I want to challenge you with. What did you behold the most in 2022? Did it reflect the life that you actually want to live? Or is who you became someone you did not love, someone you did not enjoy being? And so now you need to shift into what you behold something different in 2023. And don't forget, it starts with our thought. The thoughts impact our feelings. Our feelings lead to actions. So whatever change you want to bring about in this new year, attack your thoughts. I am so glad that you chose to meet me at the well today. If this episode inspired you, changed you, or blessed you in some way, I would love for you to do one of two things. First, head to Apple Podcasts at that link below and leave a review. And second, screenshot this episode and share it in your stories, tagging me at Sewn With Strength, or text it on over to a friend that this episode might bless. These are the number one ways to thank me. I am truly so grateful to be building out this community and I cannot wait to see you on the next episode. Until then, go get a workout done for me and I will see you right back here at the Waiting Well Podcast.